What's going on? Welcome to Anchor.com, AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, anywhere your heart desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight's featured band is going to be one of my favorite bands. And it's not in any particular order because I'm just kind of like doing this off the top of my head. But I'm going to feature like a hybrid of their hits in their past light and in their modern light. And I'm talking about cooling the game. Now, for a lot of heads, the 69 through 76 was the golden era. For other heads who came along as young kids or such as I did, we caught most of the late 70s, 80s era of them. I happen to like both eras. I mean, I like the older stuff a bit more because it was more funky, the jazz funk, jazz funk hybrid. But I like some of the modern stuff. I mean, I'm one of the people that can think Open Sesame, which end up being used in Serenade Fever is one of the coldest, funkiest grooves you're ever going to hear. And I and Summer Madness was like a cut that was the ultimate summer. Like if you had a playlist for summer songs, like if they'd have had like a pie playlist back in the day, that would have been one of the songs picked in the top two to three. Matter of fact, when Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff sampled Summertime, they sampled that, they used that. So that should kind of be indicative of how powerful that track is. I mean, you know, one of them songs, you know, Jungle Boogie, Hardcore Funk, Grooving the Horns. I mean, they had a distinctive sound. They definitely grooved hard. Matter of fact, I tell you, the, one of the best compliments you can think about cooling the game, James Brown back in the day uh, gave them love. And James didn't give love to a lot of folks. They got love. They, they were some hard playing cats they definitely understood the groove and um, you know they definitely got the groove and the boogie I mean you hear cool in the game you know um, they had a very worldly like type of way of the presentation of their music it was funky but it jazz it had pop it had they had different elements going on, you know. Musically, you couldn't sonically, you couldn't put them in a in a in a bubble. They had a distinctive sound, you know. And um, you know, they hit you with so much force, and they didn't sound like anybody else too. That's one. See, that's the thing I miss about when I talk about '70s bands and when I do these podcasts, especially when I talk about '70s bands. They it ain't like today where somebody's bow tie or they tie is the difference between you can tell the difference. Back then, bands went in to create something original and they went at it hard. And Cool in the Gang was no exception. They they were, they came about the groove. Um, you know, they definitely had a way of just hitting you with that rhythm. You know, they hit you with that, with that funk, you know, and it's left a lasting impression. I mean, that's the best way I can describe Cool the Gang. It just left a lasting impression how they did it. Now, like a lot of 70s acts and acts from back in the day, they didn't want to be typecast as one thing, so they switched the game around because they, they, you know, you have to change up. Audiences are very funny, very fickle. They come and go. So what are you going to do in the next wave? And what they did is that they went ahead and then they brought JT Taylor in to James JT Taylor in for the vocals, you know, after they had their great run. And like I said before, I think the jazz funk early era of Kuna Gang is harder with the groove 
but I like when they brought JT in because it also smoothed them out. So gave them, and it was like two different worlds. But like I said, people got to eat, and if and there's no guarantee that if you bring in somebody that's going to hit, it just so happened that them they got their biggest commercial success crossover. But you know, again, um, they have some strong songs from back in the day that definitely stand out and are strong so but anyway I covered some of those songs and then we get to the Marnier now a little 40 years ago because I'm going to just talk about 1980 Celebration was probably their biggest hit and they played it so much that it just you know you heard it everywhere you went but that song was the one that that was their money track that was like that track that solidified them and they they were influential on everybody everybody in the early days whether they met or not was watching cool in the game because they had the formula for hits they had the formula for success they was com- they was pumping out albums yearly and they were pumping them out now before celebration blew up my cut by them too hot too hot was that was a smoking cut Slow jam. I love the way that the way JT sung that song. I love the groove of that song. I love the tone, the feel of that song. You know, that's one of the most, one of the most honest songs. That was a tight cut. And then I always dug um, "Ladies Night." That was a stomper. That song grooved. I liked the little. I liked the little. Uh, I want to say it had like a uh, Latin type of feel in the middle section. And I like the way it, it worked, you know. Had a little nod to chic and certain like tone, but it was masked real nicely. They had a very distinctive flavor about them when you listen to it. So they had Latin elements, they had African elements, they you know, you could you, actually Cool in the Gang doesn't get its due. They had like a world vibe. You you could you could hear different synthesis of their music. However, it's definitely been inspiring to a lot of artists. And you could hear bits and pieces, be it the horn section, the way they did the brass, just very full-fledged and very organic. One of the best bands to ever do it. And, um, you know, when I hear Cool in the Gang, I'm thinking, wow, this band is really, you know, just done the thing, you know, just like really has just left a lasting impression. So, um, you know, one of the best bands ever. One another versatile band, a band that, you know, for better or for worse, changed the times for some people. But when you listen to the music, you know, they definitely left a. It definitely is is stuck a spot where people are gonna always kind of like, yeah, they they definitely hit the mark. So, um, they had big hits. After that, I mean, after Celebration, they had, like I said, they had a hit. You know, they was bringing out an album. They was hitting here. And, you know, they had Middle of the Road, Dull Contemporary. You know, they went into different directions. But, you know, they had done what any successful act would want to do. And they've been, you know, been unfairly penalized. But I would say that, hey... uh, the songs and the groove still stand out and they still um, are a very important band. 
and they're one of my 10 favorite bands ever. Because when I listen to Cool in the Game, you know, you, you can't deny the impact, you can't deny the feeling, you can't deny... It is, and Robert Kubel didn't play what I call complicated bass licks, but they were timely licks, you know. And sometimes as musicians, when you hear musicians playing, you don't have to overindulge or saturate. You just have to get it right. And I think that's what they did. They got it right. Um, they got it right where everything was intact. It was put down. And it hit the spot. And that's what artistry does. That's what, you know, production and arrangements and composition. So um, they definitely could hold their own. And when you think about Cool in the Gang, you don't look at them as your ordinary funk band or pop band or R&B band. You you look at these as some world-class musicians who took pieces of music and gave them different life and interpretations and not a lot of bands can sit there and say that they could do what Cool in the Gang could do, you know. So, it's a testimony to their talent, their depth, their spirit, and what they're about. And that's why that music resonated. So, basically, it's like the Cool in the Gang anthology. It's like an overview, if you will. And talk about a two-decade run of greatness and they had some intriguing, interesting... Because when you're looking, you have to respect the fact that they were able to hit to a whole different audience in a whole different way. You might not get the same results as the earlier stuff. However, it's still connected. At the end of the day, it's about connecting with your music. So, you know, that's one of the best things I say about Cool in the Gang. So anyway, give me your thoughts and your takes. What's your favorite era of Cool in the Gang? Your favorite song, videos, albums? Welcome thoughts and comments. What do you think? Uh, uh, take care of yourself be careful out there and like I always say just because a song is old or album is old doesn't mean you can't hear something new and Cool in the Game definitely has a lot of goodies in store so till next time peace and the best